Hello Soul Family, welcome back to my channel. My name is Azuma. I'm back again here today to share with you all the wonderful guidance and inspiration and tidbits I've picked up on my journey of life. I hope it's of use to some of you out there. If it is, please like, share and continue to join me for the ride. Thank you, my ancestors. Thank you, Divine, for always being there to show me all the different ways you have my back. So today I'm going to be doing a segment on how to move forward with certainty and conviction when you've recognised things that need to be transformed or changed or be left behind in our worlds. I mean, it sounds a bit harsh on the surface level, but our attachments can keep us stuck, period. So I've spoken at length, I suppose, about how we should cultivate a relationship with the divine and our higher self in a guidance system. But I think I need to sort of also go into how at hand they are there to support you and how to recognize when they're sending you messages. Our angels and ancestors are always there showing us clearly that they are in support of our expansion and our growth and will make our, our path a lot clearer if we could tune into them basically rather than trying to achieve it on our own. Our instinct is to decide on an idea, go into autopilot and try and achieve it, do the research and then run with it. Definitely nothing wrong with that. Definitely a certain amount of our action has to be displayed so that we emit a frequency that builds momentum and a vibration that can bring around change. And of course, for us to really know, do we really desire this thing that we're trying to achieve? If you're anything like me, I have a new idea practically every week. <laughs> but depending on how passionate I am about it, it soon fizzles out. But if you're at the stage and you've got an idea, you're at the pinnacle, you need a, some help with direction, you can ask your inner guidance for help and assistance, you know, just by tapping into your high self. Ask it to bring someone into your life that will help you. Something in that vein. And ask, wait and accept that it's been heard. I mean, I really can't stress how important asking is in the process. Don't assume because the divine is the all seen eye and your team are all can see and hear everything. Don't assume that they'll just automatically say, oh, I got you, I know what you need. They need to be asked. So of course, if you've been doing all the work, changing your belief systems, creating ones that are more supportive of who you are at the present, cultivating, visualizing. And if you've been doing all those kind of things, then it's easier to trust when those little signs and nudges come along, because you know it's all part and parcel and it's what you're expecting as a result of doing the work, basically. So you've done all that stuff and then you get an urge to take a walk in the park. And just be with nature and 
you know, in the past we would have thought, oh, I can't be bothered, not followed your desire and talked yourself out of it. And, you know, we often opt not to do the things that would actually make us happy. But this time you decide to follow your heart, you go to the park, you're sitting down in nature, shoes off, grounding yourself, and then someone comes along and decides to talk to you. <laughs> and then you're in a conversation, he drops or she drops something, a little nugget of information that you think, oh, that's just what I needed. Ding, ding. <laughs> no divine intervention there. So that's it. You follow an urge, you get a little bit of a nugget, a little bit of more support towards where you want to go. Hey, you might even get a date for Saturday night too. Or you get a prompt or a little feeling that you want to contact an old friend and you follow through with it rather than say, oh, I can't be bothered or get distracted by something else. And they happen to mention in the conversation that they're looking for someone for a new project. And this, you know, this job pays really, really well. <laughs> so these are the kind of things that I see that the universe throws into your path when you do the inside work. Ask for the things you want and just look out for the synchronicities and follow the things, follow your prompts, like contacting an old friend when, you know, in the olden days, we might decide, ah, oh, let's do something else and forget about the idea. I mean, let's be real, it doesn't happen with like things like, oh, I want a house by the beach. And then lo and behold, it's sitting there. <laughs> it doesn't work like that. But, you know, you'll start to see your idea about the house being by the sea and you start seeing little things. You'll start, first of all, seeing houses by the sea, you'll open up a magazine, there'll be a house by the sea, you'll turn on a TV, there'll be a house by the sea, and that's, <clears throat> excuse me, that's the momentum building, that's the vibration percolating, and then after that you'll start to see little signals that will help you to materialise, or bring you a little bit closer towards that goal. I mean, like I said, they're very small increments, we don't we all hope it's going to be something really big and obvious, but it tends not to be big and obvious. That's why we have to pay attention. Buddha once said, once you let go, you create space for better things to enter your life. This was a difficult place for me to be in my own personal life because the two things I had to release in 2020 were two things that I've felt very passionately about and wanted to have in my life forever pretty much. Um, of course I've spoken at length about me having to give up my brand, something that I'd loved and wanted as a ch from a child and you know something that I'd created from ground up and felt quite proud of what I'd done and it was a obvious way for me to be as creative as possible and, you know, get appreciation for my creativity. The other thing was my long-term relationship that I had been in for 23 years. And because they were both such milestones and things I'd held very dear to my heart, I found it profoundly difficult to release them both and 
accept that they no longer were what they once were and had to release the illusion. The business was my world at one point. I loved the joy and the creativity it cultivated in me. I loved that I can turn my ideas into manifested physical items that people liked and wanted to buy. <laughs> I loved the people and places it brought into my life. I loved so much about it. What I didn't like was the exhaustion, the lack of time to myself, so most of my spiritual practices went out the window. And you know, it took a lot of toll on how much I invested in my family as well. And of course there's always the financial expense of it, of it all. I guess in my heart of hearts, I knew because I wasn't entirely happy with how things were, I wasn't truly in alignment with my higher self. I was trying to sustain something that was for the wrong reasons basically despite not being happy. I guess we all do that. I mean, often we don't even look at it. We just go into autopilot and just think because it's something we love, we have to maintain it and keep it going. We all want to hold on to, you know, beliefs and visions that we had from when we were younger. But when do you conclude that this this vision is very different from your reality. The moment when the universe removes all your distractions and you are faced with everything very clearly. You see you're no longer that person that you were once and a business was no longer what I wanted. In my case, my business had ended and I was uncertain where my new path would lead to. But that was okay with me because I always land on my feet, I kept telling myself. What I didn't expect, however, was by getting back into my spiritual practices, you know, the things that will ultimately be revealed to me will create the demise of what I had been used to for the last 23 years. I'm not going to go into who, what, who said, and all about you know, the intricacies of it all. But I will say this, intuitive punch-ins are never to be ignored. I mean, if, if you get, I, you know, if you get these thoughts or feelings that just won't go away, recognize them as red flags and they're being flagged up for a reason. If other people's gaslighting or cycles of discontentment in you continue, it makes you constantly in your head. That's your intuition telling you to take heed. Don't brush it under the carpet. Because if you do, truth be told, you'll get to 23 years down the line and the divine will take matters into its own hands and light that shit up. Hindsight being a wonderful thing has shown me through my own free will, I've turned, I turned my feelings off and ignored my own intuition. My guides and ancestors, ancestors have always been there trying to show me certain things that I needed to know 
But I always chose to turn my eyes away, close my ears, not see. But we have free will, of course, and that's what demonstrating your free will will do. <laughs> but ultimately, once you are faced with the certainty that you were right to follow your intuition, this is where you start to feel alive. You establish an unwavering belief in yourself and your spiritual team and will no longer be, be swayed in any particular way. And never, you won't choose from the standpoint of fear anymore because you know everything's for your highest good. You'll confront things that you've been hiding from for so long. Was my reality my vision or was I living someone else's vision? Would I be happy if my situations continued, even though, you know, in both cases they weren't bad? Were they what I wanted? Would I be happy? So there I was en route to becoming the ultimate and best version of myself, releasing all the things that were no longer not aligned to me, spending my time healing from the trauma and stress that came up as a result. Some of it my own, a lot of it not my shit, but happier regardless. But the joy was equal to my sadness, but nonetheless, it was such an amazing or is, because it's not quite over, it's amazing cathartic outcome. I was in my power again, and I knew sooner or later I will heal fully and just take the experience as part of my soul's journey and my biggest life lesson. <laughs> I can honestly say the inner growth that has taken place is uncomparable to anything else that's taken place in my life and that underpins everything I do in my life or it will underpin anyone or any relationship I decide to go to in in the future but it's yeah it's a difficult it's not you know they call it the dark night dark night of the soul yeah I think that's what they call it when you just go in and face everything that is no longer making you feel like yourself. Dark night of the soul, yeah. The philosophy is we attract what we emit. Therefore, there is no blame. There's no point, finger pointing here. The energy exchange is what brings people of similar vibrations together but it doesn't mean you have to stay stuck in, in the same frequency that we've always been in and in the same frequency we no longer resonate with. So if we recognize things that we see or deem as maybe low vibrating or not on the same wavelength, there's nothing that says we have to stay and remain the same. We have a choice, we can choose, but it, it all means confronting things that most of us are not that happy to confront. We have a choice. What side of the coin do you wish to be on? 
so yeah that's the short one for today thank you all for watching and yeah if you've got any comments and any insights i'll be very happy to have a conversation that'd be great so until the next time namaste